We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Hope everybody's having an awesome day. It is Saturday, May 20th, 2023. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It is a double quack Saturday, double trouble, second episode of the day coming to you live on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Torres, also on Twitter at M Torres Sports. If you guys are here in the live stream, do me a favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel and join me in the live chat. Let me know how you're feeling about Oregon football on the recruiting trail here in the class of 2024. Dan Landing and the Ducks are red hot, landing a commitment from 2024 quarterback Michael Van Buren out of Baltimore, Maryland, St. Francis Academy earlier today. And then, you know, some 30 minutes later, uh, Durant, Oklahoma defensive lineman Zadavian Sims also hopped into the fold. And this is just shaping up to be a really, really nice haul for the Ducks in the 2024 class. You know, I had an episode probably a week or so ago, I want to say, um, you know, saying that saying that the Ducks are going to sign their best class in program history and uh, getting Zadavian Sims and Michael Van Buren in the fold on the same day definitely helps you take a nice step towards that milestone here in the class of 2024. So what we're going to do on today's episode, just to give you guys a little bit of rundown, we're going to talk about the recruiting impact of Zadavian Sims's commitment. We're going to talk about a little bit of evaluation about what kind of a player the Ducks are getting. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about his roster outlook at Oregon and uh, always got to talk about what's next for Oregon on the recruiting trail. So if all that sounds fun to you, if that sounds good to you guys, go ahead and sit back and relax and let's talk some Ducks. So with Zadavian Sims, the story with him, uh, he's listed at 6'3", 275 pounds on the 247 Sports uh, composite. He is a four-star recruit, the number 194 prospect in the country, number 23 defensive lineman, and number two prospect in the state of Oklahoma. Prior to committing to Oregon, Zadavian Sims racked up 22 reported scholarship offers and had Oregon in his top five heading into his college commitment on Saturday, along with Michigan State, TCU, Vanderbilt, 
and the Oklahoma Sooners. So, you know, just looking at those schools right off the top, you know, Oregon was able to go into Oklahoma and really take one of the state's top players uh, right away from, uh, you know, Brent Venables and company out there in Norman, uh, 247, them independently. They had Zadavian Sims as the top player in the state. So it's really been a common theme for Oregon, you know, even before Dan Lanning got to Eugene, certainly under Mario Cristobal, going into different states across the country and just taking the top player available from that state. So Oregon was able to beat out Oklahoma. And then another big player in this recruitment was Michigan State. Michigan State made a really, really hard push late in this recruitment, but Oregon was able to hang on. Um, just to give a little bit of background on how this Davian Sims commitment kind of came to be, the Ducks offered in January, you know, relatively late for, uh, you know, a junior, right? So his junior season had come and gone. And um, now you have some good film, some more film to evaluate, have a better, better, you know, hold or better idea of, uh, you know, a recruit. So they were able to enter the picture in January with a scholarship offer. Sims took two trips out to Oregon. I want to say it was in April, if not, maybe one of them trickled over to this month in May, but two trips to Oregon in close proximity to each other in uh, the spring. And then coming out of that last trip to Oregon, he decided that he wanted to whittle down his, his, uh, you know, suitors trim his list to five and then, uh, you know, moved up that commitment date very, very quickly. So like I kind of said in the commitment preview episode um, of the podcast, this was a guy that I think, you know, from what I would, had been hearing and what I was told was going to take his official visits and kind of slow things down and, you know, not take it, not, not rush into a decision. And I'm not saying he did, but it looked like he was going to take his time. And then that second trip out to Eugene, uh, I think really helped Oregon kind of get into the lead in that recruitment. And then Tony Tuioti also went out to Oklahoma during the spring evaluation period this month to pay Sims a visit. So that's another thing that kind of helped them just seeing that, seeing that, uh, you know, that priority. I think that Zadavian Sims felt like a priority for Oregon. And then, um, you know, Oregon was also getting that interest reciprocated. So I think that that is part of what um, really helped Oregon in this recruitment to ultimately get the job done and, and add another really talented defensive lineman into the fold here in 2024. So now that you have Zadavian Sims in the fold in this 2024 class, who's he joining? Well, the Ducks already had two commitments along the front seven. You're looking at Jackson Jones, edge rusher out of Arizona. And then you also have Tione Gray, uh, more of an interior defensive lineman out of the state of Missouri. Uh, he flipped from the Tigers to Oregon last month. He's 6'6", 295 pounds. So pairing him along with Zadavian Sims gives you two really, really high-end um, defensive linemen here in the 2024 class. They both have, you know, college-ready frames, college-ready bodies. And, you know, the Ducks are showing once again that they're willing to go wherever they need to to find those guys that can help take them to the next level. And if you've been listening to me for a while or you've been reading me for a while, you know that my thought on the defensive line at Oregon has been that it's been good, but hasn't been good enough. Um, and I think that this is the caliber of a guy that you really, really need along the defensive line. So I think that this is a, an awesome commitment for Oregon. Uh, they certainly needed it. Um, definitely a position of need here with uh, so many veteran defensive linemen set to depart from Oregon following the 2023 season, similar to the mass wave of departures that we saw from the offensive line following the 2022 season. 
that'll to a degree be what we're seeing from the defensive line for Oregon following the 2023 season with names like Brandon Dorless, Casey Rogers, possibly Jordan Birch, uh, Popo Amavai, you know, all those guys uh, could very well be playing their last seasons of college football following 2023. So you have to keep loading up on guys that you believe can make that room competitive and can help you just build this, you know, SEC style or top tier defense that Dan Lanning has been you know, going after since he got hired at Oregon. That's what he's been striving for, uh, you know, since, since he got the job. Uh, so we'll get, a, we'll get into a little bit more of roster outlook uh, a little bit later, but we're going to go and get into an eval right now. So I'm going to go ahead and throw up some highlights here on the screen. And then, um, you know, going to get a little assist here from uh, Gabe Brooks of 247. He's a national scouting analyst. I'm going to go ahead and read his uh, evaluation here. So I um, wanted to make sure, you know, I'm giving credit. Um, Gabe Brooks does a great job over there. And uh, this is his, his take on Zadavian Sims. He says, quote, true hand on the ground, D lineman with a stout build. Adequate height verified in the 6'3 range. Similarly, adequate frame length with space to add more mass. Very young for his grade. Likely a scheme versatile prospect given physical traits. Flashes punch power at the point of attack. Capable of disengaging to make plays on the ball. Has some pursuit juice when closing on a bead. Play strength is obvious. Bull rusher who can collapse the pocket from the interior, but also plays edge snaps and shows similar brute force on the outside. Owns valuable two-way snaps with reps at tight end, flashes impact, a blocking ability, and fires out of stands, perhaps more consistently on offense. Experience in shot put and discus with respectable early career numbers from freshman and sophomore springs. Needs more technical nuance. That includes hand violence, extension, and disengaging consistency, as well as expanding his move set as a pass rusher. Updated verified measurables, testing, and throws data will also help shed more light on the long-term upside. Nevertheless, projects as a high major defensive lineman with possible positional with possible personnel versatility should arrive with size and strength to play early if needed. One of the top prospects in the state of Oklahoma's 2024 class, collection of traits and data points suggests possibility to become an impact college player, an NFL draft candidate. And quote that again coming from 247 Sports National Scouting Analyst Gabe Brooks. So Another big time guy in the fold for Oregon. And I think that what really stands out to me with, with Sims is that positional versatility. You know, some of the people that I was talking to in Eugene about Sims, you know, hit on that point about kind of what makes him special as a prospect is that he's a guy that they feel they can move kind of anywhere along that defensive line. And I think that that's really valuable because not only are you adding the body types that you need, along the defensive line to help Oregon go to the next level, but you're bringing guys that can do multiple things, which, you know, common sense says that that's a good thing. And I think that the, what, what is really important with him is that he's able to generate a lot of havoc, chaos and pass rush from the interior because Oregon hasn't necessarily had that. Even when they have had a good pass rush, a lot of it's come from the edges. Uh, and then you kind of get some, uh, some occasional flashes from guys like Casey Rogers and they're hoping the Ducks are hoping Popo Amavai, Brandon Dorless on the interior. So if you can add guys that are, you know, seriously like freak athletes on the edges, um, I know that they're really excited about Jackson Jones. If you can pair him uh, or like, you know, a Jordan Birch 
with a guy like Zadavian Sims who can get the job done on the inside, I think that is super, super valuable. And then he has that positional versatility to, to move along and play on the edge as well. Um, you know, big, big dude uh, that the Ducks certainly needed. Um, also has, you know, some upside clearly in the run game. You know, he, he makes it a habit of getting in the backfield and, you know, stuffing that run right there, closing the gap, you know, with, with relative ease. Um, I think that that is, is huge. So you have a guy that can move around, and I think that just is going to help him see the field sooner rather than later versus a guy who is maybe a little bit more, more one-dimensional in his game. And then, you know, like the, the eval mentioned, you know, this is also a, a track guy who, who also participated in the shot put, um, which is, you know, not, not an easy thing to do. So you're just getting a really, really athletic guy, no matter how you look at it. And 247 has his um, NFL comp uh, as Thomas Booker on the Houston Texans. And if you've been an Oregon fan for a while, you know, watching Pac-12 football, uh, Thomas Booker went to Stanford um, out of the DC area originally. And I think that he, I could see, I can definitely see a little bit of the overlap and some of the similarities there, you know, really athletic uh, front seven defender in the trenches. Um, and I think that's an awesome comparison in terms of just the, the kind of company that you want to be in the mix with if you're a guy like Davian Sims or, or any high level defensive lineman. So tons of upside with, uh, with Zadavian's game. And I think that, you know, this is another recruitment where you probably see, you know, the Dan Lanning, the Tosh Lapoy factor. And then we also have to talk about Tony Tuioti. I mean, Tony Tuioti has, I feel like quietly flown under the radar as, as one of the better recruiters on this Oregon staff. Um, you know, you look at the guys he's been able to bring in, brought in Jordan Riley. He got drafted in the NFL, brought in Casey Rogers, very high impact player right away at Oregon. He's coming back for another year. Uh, so that speaks to his ability to recruit as well, getting him to stick around. Um, and then, you know, all the defensive linemen that he was able to help sign in the 2023 class, whether you're looking at, you know, um, Tevita Pomee, Terrence Green, Amari Washington, um, who else do you have in, in that class? You also have uh, Michael Gardner out of the state of Arizona. Um, and he's, he's putting together a really nice haul. And I think that the, even though they signed a lot in 2023, you've got to prioritize the defensive line again in 2024, because of that point that I, I mentioned earlier is that you're, you're going to have a lot of guys departing. So you need to keep that room, uh, you know, filled with talent, filled with guys that you think, can go out there and, and make some noise. And it sounds like from, from, you know, what some of these in industry experts are saying from an eval standpoint is that he has the ability to play early because you look at him, he's, he's got all the traits and the physical characteristics that you want to see for him to, to play college ball right now. Um, but, you know, he's going to have to refine his game, you know, their strengths and weaknesses to any recruit, but this is huge. The, the, the fact that they were able to go against some really big time programs to, to win out on his talent, you know, Mel Tucker and the Michigan state Spartans were, were not necessarily seeing some massive commitments from them, but you know, Zadavian Sims is a guy that was, you know, um, linked to Michigan state at one point. I know Michigan state's pushing really hard for Dylan Williams, one of Oregon's top linebacker targets here in the 2024 class. Um, so they're, they're not to be messed with on the recruiting trail. I don't think they should be taken lightly. Um, even though we may not be seeing the recru same recruiting success as we are uh, with Oregon. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So, I mean, yeah, Tosh Lapoy had a big factor in, in this recruitment as well. I think that, you know, he he's finding himself popping up with, you know, so many different recruits, not just edge rushers. And I think that he's just proving time and time again. And we'll definitely see it this 2023 season when some of these once these guys, you know, get playing in games. Tosh Lapoy is just proving to be an absolute asset to this Oregon football program, uh, especially on the recruiting trail. And then I think a lot of fans are excited about where the defense is headed in 2023. So let's see what else we can talk about here. You know, what's next for Oregon uh, when it comes to recruiting? Well, I mean, there's a lot of really high profile uh, defensive linemen that the Ducks are going after. You know, you have a couple, you already have a couple in the fold, but you're still going to be going after guys like Williams Nawanery, who's the number one defensive lineman in 2024 out of the state of Missouri. Um, and then you also have, uh, who else do you have? You have Aiden Breland out of Santa Ana modern day. He just put Oregon in his top 10. And he was telling me at the modern day spring showcase that Oregon is constantly on him. And then he pops up in Eugene for an unofficial visit today, this weekend alongside Another modern-day teammate that the Ducks are recruiting heavily, five-star offensive tackle Brandon Baker. So a couple of these big names in the trenches, specifically along the D-line, you have Williams Nawanery, like I mentioned, and then Aiden Breland is the best defensive lineman out west. Uh, also, the Ducks are also going after Jericho Johnson out of, uh, I want to say it's Fairfield, California, Armijo High School. 
He's been on campus recently in the spring for an unofficial visit. Um, so I'm just trying to think of some of the other big-time defensive linemen the Ducks are in on. Elijah Rushing out of South Point Catholic in Tucson, Arizona. Really wanted to go out and see him during my trip to Arizona this past week, but they were done with spring ball, so that was a bummer. wasn't able to see him. Jordan Ross, big-time edge rusher, number one recruit, uh, or a very top elite recruit in the state of Alabama. 247 has him as the number one recruit in Alabama, and I think that the Ducks lead for him based on the latest that I've been hearing. So they're staying involved with a bunch of really talented guys. You also have Zena Umio Zulu from Allen High School in Texas. He's a big-time edge rusher that was recently on campus in Eugene. Um, you also have Joseph Jonah Ajonye as another talented defensive lineman, definitely projects as an interior guy out of Conroe, Texas, uh, Oak Ridge High School. So, so many big names that the Ducks are still in on. Um, here in, in the, the 2024 class along the defensive line. Um, scrolling right now, TJ Lindsay, big-time uh, defensive lineman out of Arkansas. He's liking the Ducks. I'm not sure that the Ducks have an awesome chance in that one, but they're they're still involved and in the running for a number of, uh, of really talented guys. So this is the position that you want to be in if you're Oregon, without a doubt, uh, being in the running for just so many elite guys. Who are some other people we can talk about as far as what's next in the immediate future? Uh, all eyes now turn to San Jacinto, California wide receiver, Dylan Gresham in the 2024 class, Dylan Gresham, one of the best wide receivers in Southern California. He's going to be making his college announcement on Monday, uh, May 22nd at 9 AM uh, Pacific. Uh, I believe that's going to be on the two four seven sports YouTube channel, but I'm also going to be boots on the ground in San Jacinto to cover that per that commitment in person. Uh, so I'm going to try to figure out what my Wi-Fi situation is looking like, what my streaming situation is looking like, but I'm hoping to be live streaming Dylan Gresham's commitment as he chooses between Oregon, Arizona, and Washington on Monday. Uh, I got my first look at him, very quick glimpse this morning at the Long Beach uh, Tournament of Champions over at Milliken. Uh, he had a pair of touchdown catches in the game that I was watching and, um, you know, he's a guy who I think kind of flies under the radar in Southern California, uh, you know, not doesn't really play in the L.A., L.A. area. So there's so many wide receivers, you know, talented wideouts in the so SoCal area. You have Jordan Anderson, who's committed to Oregon. Uh, you have uh, Xavier Jordan, who's committed to USC. Uh, you have Quasi Gilmer at Sierra Canyon as well. Ryan Pelham uh, at Long Beach Milliken. So it's very easy, I think, if you're not constantly in the spotlight to kind of get swept under the rug a little bit. but Dylan Gresham had 2,000 uh, receiving yards as a junior, 31 touchdowns. I was talking to his coach today, and he was talking about how he had, I think, 40 catches and 1,200 yards just in the playoffs last year. So he's a burner. He can get behind defenses, no question about it. And uh, he would be a massive addition for the Ducks. Uh, I logged a prediction for Dylan Gresham to Oregon la uh, earlier this week. So I think that uh, I love where Oregon stands. I like Oregon for Dylan Gresham, uh, another talented wide receiver that Junior Adams and company are recruiting here in the state of California in the Golden State. Uh, I already talked about Brandon Baker, how he's on campus right now this weekend, along with Aiden Breland. That's huge. Ducks definitely have some ground to, to make up uh, for Brandon Baker in this recruitment following the departures of Adrian Clem and Vianne Telemayval. They both played a big role in his recruitment to Oregon before they took new jobs. Uh, but Elite Terry has really hit the ground running and made Brandon Baker a priority 
in the 2024 recruiting class along the offensive line. Uh, Alik Terry was out at the modern day showcase um, last week. So he's, he's getting out to his important spots uh, for sure. And then uh, who else do you have here? Uh, Jaquan McCroy out of uh, Pinson, Alabama. Uh, he's a big time offensive lineman that I've been talking about for a little bit. Uh, I think he's supposed to be making his commitment. I just saw like a little bit of rumor uh, that I think it was June 30th that he's going to be making his college commitment. And I really like where Oregon stands for Jaquan, Jaquan McCroy. Uh, one of the biggest offensive tackles in the 2024 class. I know that the Ducks would love to pair him with Fox Crater, 2024 offensive tackle committed to Oregon right now. He's been taking trips all over the country, but it looks like he's back in Eugene this weekend as well. So huge for this staff to get him back on campus and just try to shore things up and, uh, you know, make sure that he's still solid with the Ducks. Um, who else do you have here? I mean, more big names in the 2024 class. You have Justin Williams out of Conroe, Texas, Oak Ridge High School. Looks like he's working from a top three, more or less, of Oregon, Alabama, and Georgia. I believe both he and his teammate, Joseph Jonah Ajonye, uh, were recently in Athens to check out Georgia if they're not currently there this weekend. But either way, recent trips to Athens for those guys, a pair of top targets for Oregon. I think that the Ducks probably lead for Dillian Williams, um, or Justin Williams. Sorry, I'm getting my Williamses mixed up. But I think Oregon leads for Justin Williams. You know, talked to him after the spring game, and, and he's loving the Ducks and, and everything that they have building. So um, might have to put a prediction in for Justin Williams to Oregon sooner than later. You also have Dylan Williams out of Long Beach Poly uh, in Southern California, you know, just up the road from me. He took his first official visit to UCLA, and he's going to be getting out to Michigan State and Oregon, uh, Texas, Michigan, uh, Miami as well. So a bunch of big schools are coming after Dylan Williams as well. Uh, but I also really like where Oregon stands in that recruitment uh, with Dan Lanning and Tosh Lapoy making him a priority. Uh, Kamar Matuti is a big time linebacker as well out of the Southern California area, Hollywood, Studio City, Valley Village area, um, Campbell Hall High School. Uh, I love where Oregon stands for Kamar Matuti. Uh, no decision date just yet. Uh, I'll believe, I think he, the last time I talked to him, he was saying it was probably coming um, before the season sometime in the summer. I have my prediction on Kamar Matuti going to Oregon. And then you also have guys like Dakota Fields and, and Miles Lockhart, two top cornerback targets for Oregon here in the 2024 class. Dakota Fields uh, recently put Oregon in his top seven, but I look, I believe that that's going to be an Oregon versus USC battle for Dakota Fields. Remember Oregon signed his teammate, Roderick Pleasant out of, Gardena Sarah last year in the 2023 cycle. Uh, he's going to be taking an official visit out to Oregon in June as well. Um, so that's a, a notable update there. And then Miles Lockhart is working on setting up his official visit to Oregon. And I think that Oregon's only going to take two cornerbacks in this 2024 class. Now that if Obadegwu from St. Francis Academy is in the fold. Uh, and then they also took Nico Reed last weekend from the transfer portal coming over from Colorado, reuniting with Demetrius Martin. So, the cornerback spot is not one that Oregon has a lot of spots for here in the 2024 class. But I think those are some of the biggest names that you need to know on the recruiting trail uh, as far as what's next. I mean, they're also in the top five. Oregon is for Gatlin Bear, uh, another talented wide receiver. Um, so we'll, um, we'll, we'll keep tabs on some of these top guys and, and see what's next. But maybe I can get in a couple of these comments in. Uh, before we get out of here, a little bit of a quicker episode because it is a busy, busy day covering the duck beat on the recruiting trail. Uh, Eric says, quack attack, top five class loading. 
Uh, yeah, if if Oregon were to land a commitment from Dylan Gresham on Monday, I believe that uh, they would jump into the top five uh, on the recruiting rankings in the 247 class. So that's big time for sure uh, that the Ducks would be, uh, if the Ducks are able to get that one to, to climb into top five territory uh, and then, you know, hopefully be able to finish with that. But, you know, it's only May, so there's still so much time. But I think that a top five class is well within reach for Oregon. And I think that's probably where they're going to end up uh, landing once everything is said and done. Um, let's see what else we have here. Uh, another one from Eric, Brandon Baker and Aiden Breland, both on campus as we speak, this is shaping up to be an incredible class. It is absolutely shaping up to be an incredible class. Um, you know, I've been trying to bang the drum on that. Just, you know, love the way the staff has attacked the recruiting trail. I love how they've managed their visits um, and just, uh, I think everything's kind of shaping up to, to fall into Oregon's favor with, with a lot of their top guys, you know, Nate Frazier out of modern day. I think he's another top guy you have to look at. Um, and then you also have, uh, Dijon Riggs out of St. John's college in the DC area. I know Oregon really, really likes him, uh, as one of their top running back targets here in the 2024 class. So I think that if Oregon's able to, I feel better. Uh, about Oregon's chances with Brandon Baker than I do with Aiden Breland right now, but maybe I can get back out to, I guess I have to get back out to modern day next week to uh, see if I can interview Brandon uh, about his latest visit. So Oregon's, you know, doing every, all the right things um, in terms of, you know, trying to prioritize their top guys and, and get them on campus and just continue building a truly special class. Um, Micah time. Let's go. Another stud. Yeah. The ducks just keep landing top, top guys. I mean, I wonder what, the, so Oregon's 2024 class right now, I believe is ranked number six in the country by two, four, seven sports tops in the pack 12. Uh, still, they now have 13 commitments here in the 2024 class. Um, and what are they averaging? I think yeah, I wanted to see what they were averaging. Oregon is averaging 91.35 average rating per commit. So well above four-star status. This is exactly where you want to be. Uh, and then I think that they're still, you know, very much in the running for a number of five stars here in the 2024 class. If you had to ask me the five stars that I'm most confident Oregon can land in 2024, I would say Justin Williams. And then I would also say Brandon Baker at this time. So another stud for the Ducks, no doubt. Uh, yeah, and then Eric says, Pleasant just ran a 10.0900 meter and a 20.53200 meter. He's a monster. Yeah, I, I was just talking to, uh, you know, someone close to the program uh, before this, and they were telling me that they feel pretty confident that Roderick's going to play uh, as a freshman and isn't going to redshirt, which is, you know, interesting because Oregon's cornerback room is very crowded. You have some decent returning production with Triquez Bridges and Dante Manning. And then you also now add Kyrie Jackson and Nico Reed to the mix. And then you have Roger Pleasant, Dalen Austin, Colin Gill, Cole Martin, um, you know, a number of really impressive corners in this 2024 class. So that, that competition in the, in the cornerback room is going to be super fun to watch. And then Pleasant's probably also going to be playing uh, as a specialist and maybe getting involved on offense as well. You know, that was part of the sale, the, the, not the sales pitch, but part of the, the pitch that Oregon was making for Pleasant was that they did kind of want him to play both ways a little bit. Here's a uh, Brad's Adams, uh, you know, his comment talking about should Pleasant play both ways. I don't know if I'd say he should, but 
the biggest thing is like you're not gonna you're not gonna have a guy that runs 10 flat in the hundred and just keep him on the bench. He's gonna find his way out of the field. Is kind of how I'm what the direction I'm growing more and more confident in. Um, you know, the short area burst, the athleticism, the ball skills, the playmaking ability. Um, I think having him and Cole Martin in the class is really gonna help. They're gonna be able to look at Cole Martin. I see that they're kind of similar as players play style and then see how he transitioned to Oregon, transitioned to the college level, and then try to maybe look back to that blueprint blueprint for Roderick. Um, so this 23 class is, is, is solid, and I think it's going to be big for Oregon to get this class up and running with the rest of the guys coming to Oregon in June next month. But, yeah, I think uh, I think that's about all I had for this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. The Davian Sims hops in the fold as Oregon's 2024 class continues to climb the recruiting rankings now ranked number six nationally. And now attention turns to Dylan Gresham, the 2024 San Jacinto wide receiver on Monday. So just a reminder, if you guys aren't already, make sure you tap in with me and lock in with me on Twitter at M sports, and then on YouTube as well at Oregon football, Max Torres. Um, those are the best ways you can lock into my coverage. Also make sure you're reading up on the latest in Oregon football recruiting over on ducksdigest.com, uh, got a, a class impact story for Van Buren. And then now I'm also going to type up a class impact story for Zadavian Sims once I get this podcast uh, uploaded. So make sure you guys hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Greatly, greatly appreciate your support. Um, you know, it's 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 your support that makes trips to Arizona like I took last week to go cover Luke Moga, uh, Oregon's 20, the other 2024 Oregon quarterback commit. It's your guys' support you know, super chats, likes, whatever it is, subscribe to the channel. Like it's your guys' support that makes those trips possible. I love what I do. And I'm so grateful to be able to take those trips and uh, do my best to cover Oregon football on the recruiting trail. So if you're an Oregon recruiting fan, I'm your guy. Don't forget it. But that'll do it for today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Um, make sure you guys share the show with your friends, with your family, with other Duck fans. And uh, until next time, thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to talk some duck football with me, talk some crouton, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.